Good morning, everyone. It's good to see all of you, and I promise my theme is not as graphic as the last time. <laughs> For those that maybe don't know what I'm talking about, um, about a month ago, I preached a sermon on don't be a vomit eater, so <clears throat> you'll have to go back and listen to that one. Um, but uh, it's good to see all of you here this morning. Pray that God will bless you, um, not with the words that I would bring forth, but that the message might be from him speaking to your heart and your soul today. And, um, <clears throat> you know, the Lord inspires us from time to time with thoughts and, and things and um, you know, uh, when he inspires you with the message about not being a, being a vomit eater, you got to kind of question what the Lord's trying to do with you. Um, but uh, as I said, that was last time. And this time, I think um, <clears throat> maybe it will fall a little bit easier upon your ears, but just as important of a message. <clears throat> and that is, where are you seeking light? Where are you seeking light? And I'm going to use primarily uh, a scripture found in the Book of Mormon uh, for my text, and it's found in the Book of Ether. <clears throat> and for those that uh, may be unfamiliar or um, not quite sure of the story that, that I'm going to rehearse, um, at the time of the Tower of Babel, is when uh, this time period is taking place at the beginning of Ether. And uh, for those that remember that story, at that time, God confounded the language of the people. They were building a tower. Um, they wanted to reach the heavens that they might you know, have this great acclaim and glory. And at that time, God confounded the language of the people and spread them throughout the world. And the, Jared uh, has this idea, and I, I, why we call him the brother of Jared, well, I guess that will be a, a mystery until we have revelation. And, um, and, and there's a lot of different people who have different ideas about who this guy, the brother of Jared, is. But we know that he had a brother, and his name was Jared, right? And therefore, we have the brother of Jared, and that's how he's referred to in, in the book of Ether many, 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 many times. And <clears throat> they petitioned the Lord that he would not confound their language at the time of the Tower of Babel. And God is merciful unto them. And then they go back and they ask that he would not confound the language of their friends and their family as well. And God is, shows mercy unto them. And so, you know, we've, I, I think we've heard even preached here uh, from time to time. This language that the Jaredite people, as they become known to us as, was the original language of the human family. And yet, they don't stay there. They are sent many many, many miles away. And so we pick up the story and, and God doesn't confound their language. He sends them off into the wilderness 
and they go through wilderness, they go through some of the small seas, they build what are called these barges um, that are like little ships. Uh, the, the scripture refers them that they're tight unto like a dish. Um, and so they build these little barges as they're making these small travels. But then they get to a land by the sea that divides the land, the big sea, and they become complacent. They kind of rest. So here God has blessed them by not confounding their language. This group of people, they've, he's taken them through wilderness and, and these things, and they get a little bit comfortable, and they just kind of relax a little bit. And the scripture tells us that they forget to call upon the name of the Lord for four years. Well, that's, that's a pretty long time, right? <laughs> to me, um, that God miraculously allows them to like prepare provisions, and, and they, similar to the, the story of Noah, they, they gather um, uh, two of each species, and they're trying to prepare themselves for this journey that they're going to take, and God miraculously does all this. And, um, uh, and they get to the seashore, and then they forget to call on the Lord for four years. So I don't know if the surfing was good there or, or what. I mean, it could have been. Maybe they just enjoyed it. It was like, hey, this is great. And I say that jokingly, but don't we kind of fall in the same rut sometimes? God has brought us from maybe some, some, through some magnificent difficulties or struggles in our life, and yet we sometimes forget that, and we just kind of get... I'll use the word lazy, but maybe it's not lazy. Complacent. We just, hey, everything's okay. We're all right. And we just kind of sit on the seashore for a period of time. And you can define the, the, the length of time. <clears throat> but for them, it was four years. And the Lord comes and visits them. <laughs> and isn't real pleased and he takes the brother of Jared and he chastens him or scolds him, corrects him for the space of three hours. Well, I don't know about you, but I've never had to endure correction for three hours. I don't like enduring it for three minutes, let alone three hours. And I certainly don't know that I would enjoy getting correction from the Lord for three hours. Um, but the brother of Jared realizes what he has done. And, and again, he, is, he represents kind of the spiritual leader of these groups. Even though Jared, a lot of the times when we read, Jared says, go petition the Lord about this. Go ask the Lord about this. So the brother of Jared has this connection with the Lord. And sometimes Jared is the one kind of prompting him, hey, go, go ask him this. Go, go ask him this. And in the 15th verse of the second chapter of Ether, it says, And the brother of Jared repented of the evil which he had done, and did call upon the name of the Lord for his brethren who were with him. And the Lord said unto him, I will forgive thee and thy brethren of their sins, but thou shalt not sin any more, for ye shall remember my spirit will not always strive with man. Wherefore, if ye will sin until ye are fully ripe, ye shall be cut off from the presence of the Lord. 
And these are my thoughts upon the land which I shall give you for, an, for your inheritance. For it shall be a land choice above all other lands. And the Lord said, Go to work and build after the manner of barges which ye have hitherto built. So as you were building these barges before, I want you to build these, these barges. And it came to pass that the brother of Jared did go to work and also his brethren and built barges after the manner which they had built according to the instruction of the Lord. And they were small and they were light upon the water, even like unto the lightness of a fowl upon the water. And they were built after a manner that they were exceedingly tight, even that they would hold water like unto a dish. And the bottom thereof was tight like unto a dish, and the sides thereof were tight like unto a dish, and the ends thereof were peaked, and the top thereof was tight like unto a dish, and the length thereof was the length of a tree, and the door thereof, when it was shut, was tight like unto a dish. So um, we have this description here, which is a pretty good description of, of this barge that they're building. It's the length of a tree, it's peaked on the ends, and it's tight on the, on the bottom, it's tight on the top, and there's a door that when it's shut, it's tight, just like. Well, <clears throat> what do you see or hear about this description that is missing? Light, right? So if you got this dish, and we all go into this barge, and we're in this barge, and it's sealed like a dish, and when we close the door, it's sealed, what's there? Darkness, right? And I don't know about you, growing up as a child, I, I'll admit, I had a little bit of a fear of darkness. And um, there were times in my life, and it was kind of funny how you go through different stages of life where, um, you know, and I, I, I'll, I'd be fooling you if I could remember the exact ages, but it doesn't really matter. At some points, Darkness was fine, and I almost enjoyed it. I'd rather had darkness so I could go to sleep, all those things. And then there were times where I could, felt like I couldn't sleep because of the darkness. It was, it was scary to me. And so um, I remember vividly one year I got a Pac-Man um, nightlight, and it had this like little heat sensor, and so it was like this globe. It was about this tall, and it was like a tube, and inside was a thing that sat on a spindle, and as the light would heat it up, it would spin inside, and then there was a cover over the top of this thing. And it basically was a Pac-Man game, and you saw the little ghosts go around and all these things. Anyway, really not important to the message, but the memories you have as a kid. So I get this little Pac-Man light, and I remember there were times where I could not sleep without that light on. I, I just couldn't. It was terrifying to me. And I think even before that, we had a hall light, and I would go to sleep with the, the door open so that the hall light, light would come into my room. And once I was asleep, no big deal. Well, they realize they've built these barges now, and they are going to have this light issue, as we'll, as we'll call it. Um, and they petition the Lord, and it says in the 18th verse, and it came to pass, the brother of Jared cried unto the Lord, saying, Lord, I have performed the work which thou hast commanded me, and I have made the barges according as thou hast directed me. And behold, O Lord, in them 
there is no light. Whither shall we steer? And also we shall perish, for in them we cannot breathe. We missed that point. It's kind of hard to breathe when it's tight under a dish. It's like we're just all suffocate, right? Carbon monoxide. Okay? Save it is the air which is in them, therefore we shall perish. I love how the Lord addresses the concerns of the brother of Jared. Because, like, to me, I, I kind of go through this story as I read it, and I think, well, yeah, obviously, they need to be able to breathe, right? And I, I think it's somewhat miraculous they're thinking about this ahead of time. Like, wait a minute, there's no light. How are we going to steer this thing? And how are we going to breathe inside of it? And the Lord said unto the brother of Jared in the 20th verse, Behold, thou shalt make a hole in the top thereof, and also in the bottom thereof. Hmm. Okay? And when thou shalt suffer for air, thou shalt unstop the hole thereof, and receive air. And if it be so that the water come in upon thee, behold, ye shall stop the hole thereof, that ye will not perish in the flood. And it came to pass that the brother of Jared did so according as the Lord had commanded. So, I don't know about you, but there's times in our lives where I feel like we go to the Lord, and doesn't it feel like he's answering you just like he's answering the brother of Jared here? Like, well, this is what I want you to do. Go do it. And we go do it. And lo and behold, it's what God's plan is for our life. But... If you think about it, what was the first thing the brother of Jared asked for? It was light, right? <laughs> so he kind of takes care of the air part, and he'll reference the steering part. Um, but the first thing, and probably maybe most on his brother of Jared's mind, was this light issue that they had. So again, he's being faithful. And so this morning I would say, when we're in those times where we feel that connection with the Lord, like the brother of Jared had, where we're able to get on our knees and pray to the Lord, and he answers us, and we, we feel the evidences of him answering us, are we quick to be doing what the Lord has commanded? And so I would encourage us today, just like the brother of Jared in this story, that we would be quick when the Lord directs you in what you should do, especially when you're asking for the direction, that we'd be quick to do it. Well, think about the direction that the brother of Jared just got for the air situation. Okay, so we've built these barges tight like a dish so that they won't leak. And now you're telling me to put a hole in the bottom and in the top. It doesn't, you know, to the human mind, it's like, what? In the bottom and the top? Why would we put a hole in the bottom and in the top? And... You know, but they were faithful in following through with what the Lord had commanded them to do. <clears throat> and he cried again unto the Lord in the 22nd verse, saying, O Lord, behold, I have done even as thou hast commanded me, and I have prepared the vessels for my people. And behold, there is no light in them. Behold, O Lord, wilt thou suffer that we shall cross this great water in darkness? And the Lord said unto the brother of Jared, What will ye that I should do, that ye may have light in your vessels. For behold, ye cannot have windows, for they will be dashed into pieces. 
Neither shall you take fire with you, for ye shall not go by the light of fire. For behold, ye shall be as a whale in the midst of the sea. For the mountain of the waves shall dash upon you. Nevertheless, I will bring you up again out of the depths of the sea. For the winds have gone forth out of my mouth, and also the rains and the floods have I sent forth. And behold, I prepare you against these things, for ye cannot cross this great deep, save I prepare you against the waves of the sea, and the winds which have gone forth, and the floods which shall come. Therefore, what will ye that I should prepare you, that ye may have light when ye are swallowed up in the depths of the sea? Well, the Lord just explained how he's going to steer them. Did you guys catch that? He, it was one of the first questions that was asked. Didn't address it first, but addresses it here, that there's going to be these times where you're going to be in the depths of the sea. And obviously, that's when you have the thing sealed. And you don't have the hole open in the bottom or in the, or, or in the top. And, but yet, he explains to them that he will have mercy on them and bring them to the top again. And then you open it up, and you're riding on top of the sea, and the air comes in. But the interesting part is, as I said before, I think the brother of Jared's biggest concern here was this light issue. Obviously, breath was pretty important, too. But he continues to go on about the light. And I love the Lord's response. Well, what would you do for me to have light? And he goes on to even explain can't do this because the windows will get dashed and you're not going to go by fire which that would cause an issue inside the barges made of wood um, what would you have me to do and so today I would ask you if you're praying about something or struggling with something and you feel like maybe you don't have that connection like the brother of Jared and and your, your, your prayers are falling or hitting the ceiling and just returning back to you? Or are you actively seeking an answer? Are you actively asking the Lord to provide light to your situation? Are you actively seeking him? And is the Lord asking you, what would you have me to do? Well, sometimes... And I've preached a sermon about this. I think all our brothers have. Sometimes we like to tell the Lord what we feel like he should do, right? It's, that's our human nature. We like to be in control. We like to explain, well, Lord, this is how I see it working, so please make it work this way. Well, here the Lord's giving Brother Jared kind of that opportunity. What would you have me to do that you might have light in your vessel. And the Lord asks us that on a daily basis. What would you have me to do that you might have light in your vessel? <clears throat> well, the brother of Jared takes this, and I, I'm sure if it was me, I'd be a little discouraged, like, well, he didn't give me the answer. <laughs> Here, he gave me all these other very direct, clear answers, and in this particular case, this pretty important thing, I feel, he's not giving me the direct answer. So he goes back to the beach and he goes surfing again for another four years and he waits for the Lord. 
right? Right. Leo says no. <coughs> he doesn't do that. He seeks, he receives the counsel from the Lord, and he goes into action. And he exercises faith. And in the first verse of the third chapter, and it came to pass that the brother of Jared, now the number of the vessels which had been prepared was eight. So eight of these vessels went forth unto the mount, which they called Mount Shelem, because of its exceeding height, and did molten out of the rock 16 small stones. And they were white and clear, even as a transparent glass. And he did carry them in his hands upon the top of the mount and cried again to the Lord, saying, O Lord, thou hast said that we must be encompassed about by the floods. Now behold, O Lord, and do not be angry with thy servant because of his weakness before thee. For we know that thou art holy and dwellest in the heavens, and that thou and that we are unworthy before thee. Behold, of the fall of our natures have, have become evil continuously. Nevertheless, O Lord, thou hast given us a commandment that we must call upon thee, that from thee we may receive according to our desires. Behold, O Lord, thou hast smitten us because of our iniquity, referring to what had happened back on the beach, and hath driven us forth, and for these many years have we fallen, or I'm sorry, years we have been in the wilderness. Nevertheless, thou hast been merciful unto us. O Lord, look upon me in pity, and turn away thine anger from this people, and suffer not that they should go forth across this raging deep in darkness. But behold these things which I have molten out of the rock. And I know, O Lord, that thou hast all power, and can do whatsoever thou wilt for the benefit of man. Therefore, touch these stones, O Lord, with thy finger, and prepare them that they may shine forth in darkness, and they shall shine forth unto us in the vessels which we have prepared, that we may have light while we shall cross the sea. Behold, O Lord, thou canst do this. We know that thou art able to show forth great power, which looks small, unto the understanding of men. Well, that's a pretty bold request. Not only did he take action and go molten these stones out of the rock, but then he takes these stones up to the top of the mountain. And he proclaims to the Lord, Lord, I've tried to do what I can do. I know that you have all power. Is that how you're praying today? That the Lord has all power in your life? And is able to do anything that you would ask of him. Where are you seeking the light? You know, sometimes we like to do things on our own, as I said. And we, we struggle to understand, like, well, okay, the Lord didn't answer me. So, okay, I'm going to take some action. And I'm going to jump out, out of the ship, as Peter did walking upon the water to the Lord, and then the waves and the things dash upon us, and we begin to sink, just like in that story. But I don't know about you, but I felt a certain conviction in what the brother of Jared prays to the Lord here. And he's very specific in what he asks. And yet, when the Lord answers, 
he's very surprised. And it came to pass that when the brother of Jared had said these words, behold, the Lord stretched forth his hand and touched the stones one by one with his finger. And the veil was taken from off the eyes of the brother of Jared, and he saw the finger of the Lord, and it was as a finger of a man, like unto flesh and blood. And the brother of Jared fell down before the Lord, for he was struck with fear. And the Lord saw that the brother of Jared had fallen to the earth, and, and the Lord said unto him, Arise, why hast thou fallen? <laughs> and he said unto the Lord, I saw the finger of the Lord, and I feared lest he should smite me, for I knew not that the Lord had flesh and blood. And the Lord said unto him, Because of thy faith, Thou hast seen that I shall take upon me flesh and blood. And never has man come before me with such exceeding faith as thou hast. For were it not so ye could not have seen my finger. Sawest thou more than this? <laughs> uh, no, Lord, I didn't see any more. <clears throat> Show thyself unto me. And the Lord said unto him, Believest thou the words which I shall speak? And he answered, Yea, Lord, I know that thou speakest the truth, for thou art the God of the truth, for thou art a God of truth, and cannot lie. And when he had said these things, the Lord showed himself unto him. And I'll stop right there. The brother of Jared knew who he needed to go to for the light. And he had to make several requests of the Lord to provide the light that he needed in his life. And, you know, we can talk about this being a type and a shadow. Um, last week, Brother Anthony spoke on, on the word of God and how it needs to be there, nourish our lives. And, and I can't remember if it was him or, or Brother Ken referenced uh, 1 John, or John, first chapter. And, and in that, um, in that scripture, give me one second. <clears throat> talked about in the beginning was the word right and the word was with God and the word was God and the same was in the beginning with God and a few verses down it says and the light shineth in the darkness and the darkness comprehendeth it not well we know that that is talking about Jesus Christ coming into the world and not necessarily in that word that was coming alive um, there's a song that, that says the word is alive and um, he was going to bring light, and the darkness was not going to be able to comprehend it. Well, today, <clears throat> the light is the same. The light is Jesus Christ in a dark world. And no matter what struggle or trial you're going through, no matter what challenge you're facing, no matter if it's has to do with your work, or maybe it has to do with your family life, or maybe it has to do with a relationship with a spouse or a loved one, or no matter what it is, Jesus Christ is the light that can shine in the darkness of your life. And the challenge that you face is his challenge as well. Because 
just like he showed forth his finger. I, I, I find it so funny. And, and again, the brother of Jared kind of falls down because he's thinking, oh, I didn't know this. Here I prayed that you would come down and touch these things with your finger. You never expected me to actually come down and touch these stones with your finger. And I can relate to that. Sometimes I, I pray to the Lord for big things that he would come down in a mighty way. And then I'm surprised when he actually does it. Anybody experienced that? Like we pray with faith, believing that God can do anything. And yet sometimes when he answers our prayer, like the brother of Jared, we're like astonished. Whoa. Well, don't let that discourage you. Let that encourage you. Just like the brother of Jared. I, I want to go back not too long ago from these scriptures. And it doesn't give us an exact space of time that transpired. From them being on the seashore, not calling upon the Lord for four years. Maybe today you feel like, I'm kind of distant from the Lord. My relationship isn't maybe where I want it to be. Or maybe where the Lord, the Lord wants it to be. More importantly, I'm here to tell you today, pray to the Lord that he would shine and come down and touch and provide light in your life. Because it can happen today. It's not like you have to go through some period of penance for trying to make up for all the things that you've done. All it takes is one moment for the Lord and his spirit to come and fill up your life with the light of Jesus Christ. And forgiveness comes. And repentance comes. And grace comes. And we have opportunity to then boldly kneel before the Lord and ask him for direction in our life and take care of this situation at my job and please help me with the relationship with my spouse because it's struggling. These are the struggles. Your struggles are the Lord's struggles as well. He doesn't want to see us on the seashore just going through the motions. Yeah, everything's all right. He wants us to have this bold faith that the brother of Jared exhibits for us and that we have as an example unto us in his holy word that we can read it and understand it and take it into our life that darkness cannot win in our life. And so I'm encouraging you today to reach out to find the light of Jesus Christ. And this isn't something that just happens once in our life. When we go into the waters of baptism, this is a daily occurrence. We need the light, of, the light of Christ to shine forth every day of our life. Sometimes we'd like to go to these monumental moments and think, oh, well, baptism. Yeah, that's Brother Austin's preaching about baptism today. No, yes, I am. But today I am preaching Jesus Christ wants to be in your everyday life. When we become a servant of the Most High God, he wants to be involved in our lives. He doesn't just leave us on the seashore and forget about us. And yes, sometimes we forget about him. And again, maybe it's not four years, maybe it's four days, maybe it's four, I don't know, it doesn't matter. And sometimes we are gonna get chastised by the Lord, are we not? 
Sometimes we go through struggles. Sometimes we're not the people that we should be. But the light of Christ wants to come in and fill up your vessel to take you through those periods of time when you're in the deeps of the sea. Because he wants to bring you to the top again. And he doesn't want you to have to do it in darkness. He wants to be that light in your vessel. He wants to provide those things that we are in need of. He doesn't want us to walk through this world afraid or scared of the dark. As I did when I was a kid trying to go to sleep at night. He wants to be that light and that life in your life. May God bless you today is my prayer. I hope this was encouraging. I know we kind of went through quite a few verses of scripture. But the story, sometimes it's just, it's there. I guess that's the other thing I want to say. Brother Anthony talked about the word of God being there for us. It's there. I could cut, try and come up with a bunch of beautiful words. They're just words. The scripture is there. The story I read is right there for us to read. And it should be encouraging to us. They made some mistakes. The Lord forgives them. They take action. And the Lord provides for them. It's the same thing for you and I today. May God bless you is my prayer.